Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Buffalo Shots Podcast. Hello again and welcome to another Horror Shots Podcast with me, Casey. I told you I'd be back this week and I am. Not gonna lie to you. Never gonna lie to you again, I hope. Not intentionally, anyway. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I was the first in a very long time and I hope uh, you did enjoy it. It got about as many downloads as any other one did, so I guess people are still kind of interested in what I have to say about the supernatural and the horror elements of the world. Of course, I gotta get some housekeeping out of the way. Always gotta get some of that out of the way. Just human nature, you know? I gotta let you know what's going on with everything on the Horror Shots side of stuff. As always, don't forget to check out my website at horrorshots.com. There you can contact me through the contact page. Or if you don't want to go there, you can hit me up on my Instagram at horrorshotsphotography or Twitter at horrorshotspod. Also, you may know or you may not know, I don't like to plug this too much at the beginning, but just in case you're new to the show, I do have a Patreon. There's some pretty cool awards or ranks or whatever they call them on there for different uh, donations per month, and that's at patreon.com slash horror shots. I think that's pretty much everything out of the way now. Uh, Feel free to contact me. Again, any one of those sites will do. Or you can even email me at horrorshotspodcast at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. And I love the ideas you give me. Last week's cast was an idea from somebody on Instagram. So thank you for that again. But today I've got more of an original idea. I don't know how original it is. I don't think anything anybody does anymore is original. But this is an idea of my own anyway. And I'm going to be talking about the personification of death. Of course, death has many different names in many different cultures and religions around the world. He's most commonly known as the Grim Reaper. And in some mythologies, the Grim Reaper causes the victim's death by coming to collect that person in particular. In turn, people in some stories try to hold on to life by avoiding death's visit, or by fending death off with bribery or tricks. Other beliefs hold that the specter of death is only a psychopomp serving to serve the last ties between the soul and the body, and to guide the deceased to the afterlife, without any control over when or how the victim dies. Death is most often personified in the male form. However, in certain cultures, death is perceived as female. For instance, Marzana in the Slavic mythology, or La Katrina in Mexico. Today we're going to be looking at a very specific personification of death, and I believe this is going to be a series over a few episodes. I definitely can't get all the personifications in for every single sort of region or mythology. The ones I'm looking at here are Middle Eastern, Hellenic, which is Greek, uh, Celtic, Latin American, Slavic, Scandinavia, so on and so forth. They each have their own personification of death, which I hope to look into over the series of maybe even up to 10 episodes. We'll see. We'll see if that gets any interest or not, because some people just will be like, okay, enough of this death crap. But today we're going to be looking at the Greek 
personification. Now, many of you are probably sitting there thinking, it's got to be Hades, right? Well, not entirely. Hades is, after all, the god or lord of the underworld in Hades, but he's not the god of death. No, that title belongs to a fellow named Thanatos. Not Thanos, he's not a snap away from destroying the universe, or half the universe. No, he is more of a non-violent style god of death. And according to GreekMythology.com, Thanatos was the demonic representation of death in ancient Greek mythology. Demonic here being used with its classical meaning, not the modern meaning, of benevolent or benign nature spirits. He did not play a huge part in Greek mythology and rarely appeared in any stories. He was mostly displaced by Hades, god of the underworld, as we just mentioned. He was the son of Nyx, the night, and Erebos, the darkness. While his twin brother was Hypnos, the sleep, other siblings of Thanatos and Hypnos include Garrus, which is old age, Eris, which is strife, Nemesis, which is retribution, Apetate, which is deception, and Charon, or Charon. Depends on who you ask. Who's the boatman that led the souls into the underworld on the river Styx? Thanatos was believed to be merciless and indiscriminate, and both mortals and gods hated him. However, he could sometimes be outsmarted. In a myth, Thanatos was told by Zeus to chain King Sisyphus in the underworld as it was time for him to die. Sisyphus managed to chain Thanatos in his own fetters, thus protecting all mortals from dying while the god was chained. In the end, the god Ares, angry that the wars he waged, no one died. He freed Thanatos and gave Sisyphus to him. So as you can see, Thanatos is indeed the god of death. And keeping with many, 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 many Greek mythologies and legends, or whatever you want to call them, he has many brothers, siblings, and things that are related and unrelated to him in his family tree. And now while it's kind of said that Thanatos doesn't have a huge role in many Greek stories, he does have a pretty dominant role in two particular Greek myths. There's a myth wherein he was sent to bring Alectis back to the underworld. However, Heracles drove him off through combat. In another myth, Sisyphus, one we just mentioned, was a criminal who trapped Thanatos in his own sack so he wouldn't die. Now this little snippet, the previous one and the one coming up, is brought to you by GreekGodsAndGoddesses.net. The article here continues on with, When Thanatos was depicted on vases, he was shown to be a bearded and winged old man. In some rare cases, he was depicted as a young person without any beard at all. In the Iliad, there's a scene where he often appears with Hypnos to carry away Serapidon's body. In Roman mythology, Thanatos was named Mors or Letum. Roman sculptures depict Thanatos as a young person with an upside-down torch in his hands and a butterfly or wreath symbolizing the soul of a dead person. Most literature states that Thanatos was the son of the goddess Nyx, and that he had no father. Rather than being the offspring of gods, he was a broken-off piece of Nyx's essence or spirit. Some other myths contend that Thanatos was a son resulting from the union between Nyx and Erebos. Thanatos and Hypnos often appear together in both mythology and classic Greek literature. Their spirits were made to deliver humans from sorrow and pain through gentle touch. 
Thanatos was not the same god as Hades. Though Hades ruled the underworld, Thanatos was the god who brought peaceful deaths to the underworld. Continuing on with more sort of information about Thanatos as a whole, his name literally translates into death, or to die or be dying. As we know, he was the personification of death in the Greek mythology, and that he was a minor Greek figure, but did appear from time to time. His name is transliterated in Latin as Thanatus, but is equivalent in Roman mythology as Mors or Ledum, as we've discussed as well. And sometimes Mors is sometimes erroneously identified as Orcus, whose Greek equivalent is Horcus, or the god of oath. And as we said, he does appear in several stories as a prominent figure sometimes, but mostly not. The Greek poet Hesiod established his Theogeny, that Thanatos is a son of Nyx and Erebos, and Homer also confirmed that Hypnos and Thanatos were twin brothers in his epic poem The Iliad, where they were charged by Zeus via Apollo with the swift delivery of the slain hero Sarpedon to his homeland of Lycia. There's a quote here from the Iliad. Then Apollo gave him, Separdon, into the charge of swift messengers to carry him of Hypnos and Thanatos, who were twin brothers, and these two presently laid him down within the rich countryside of broad Lycia. And while death in general is sometimes associated with gruesome or brutal sort of violent ends, Thanatos was quite the opposite. He was associated almost exclusively with peaceful death while the bloodthirsty Keres embodied violent death. His duties as a guide of the dead were sometimes superseded by Hermes as a psychopompus. Conversely, Thanatos may have originated as a mere aspect of Hermes before later becoming a distinct form himself. The god's character is established by Hesiod in the following passage of the Theogony. And there the children of dark night have their dwellings, sleep in death, awful gods. The glowing sun never looks upon them with his beams, neither as he goes up into heaven, nor as he comes down from heaven. And the former of them roams peacefully over the earth and seas, broad back, and is kindly to men. But the other has a heart of iron, and his spirit within him is pitless as bronze. Whomever of men he once seized, he holds fast, and he is hateful even to the deathless gods. Thanatos was thus regarded as merciless and indiscriminate, hated by and hated towards mortals and gods alike. We mentioned that before as well. But in myths, which feature him, Thanatos could occasionally be outwitted, as we discussed with Sisyphus. And a part of this is actually preserved in the Alcaeus, a Greek lyric poem of the 6th century BC, referring to this specific episode. King Sisyphus, son of Aeolus, wisest of men, supposed that he was the master of Thanatos. But despite his cunning, he crossed eddying Acheron twice at fate's command. Sisyphus, son of Aeolus, was more than a mortal figure. For mortals, Thanatos usually presented an inexorable fate, but he was only once successfully overpowered and that was by the mythical Heracles. Thanatos was consigned to take the soul of Alcasis, who had offered her life in exchange for the continued life of her husband, King Admetos of Ferai. Heracles was an honored guest in the house of Admetos at the time, 
and he offered to repay the king's hospitality by contending with death itself for Alakestis' life. When Thanatos ascended from Hades to claim Alakestis, Heracles sprung upon the god and overpowered him, winning the right to have Alakestis revived. Thanatos fled, cheated of his quarry. An excerpt here reads, Thanatos, much talk. Talking will win you nothing. All the same, the woman goes with me to Hades' house. I go to take her now, and dedicate her with my sword. For all whose hair is cut in consecration by this blade's edge are devoted to the gods below. Thanatos has also been depicted in various forms of art. An Orphic hymn invoked Thanatos. It goes as such. To Thanatos, fumigation from mana. Hear me, O death, whose empire unconfined extends to mortal tribes of every kind. O thee the portion of our time depends, whose absence lengthens life, whose presence ends. Thy sleep perpetual bursts the vivid folds, by which the soul attracting body holds, common to all of every sex and age, for naught escapes thy all-destructive rage. Not youth itself thy clemency can gain, vigorous and strong by thee ultimately slain. In thee the end of nature's work is known, in thee all judgment is dissolved alone. No suppliant arts thy dreadful rage controls, no vows revoke, the purpose of thy soul. O blessed power, regard my ardent prayer, and human life to age, abundant spare. In later eras, the transition from life to death in Elysium became a more attractive option. Thanatos came to be seen as a beautiful ephebe. He became more associated with a gentle passing than a woeful demise. Many Roman sarcophagi depict him as a winged boy, very much akin to Cupid. Quote, Eros, with crossed legs and torch reverse, became the commonest of all symbols for death, observed Arthur Bernard Cook. Thanatos has also been portrayed as a slumbering infant in the arms of his mother Nyx, or as a youth carrying a butterfly, which in Greek can mean soul, or butterfly, or life, amongst other things, or even a wreath of poppies. And poppies were, of course, associated with hypnos because of, you guessed it, opiates. Which weren't really known back then, but yeah. He's often shown carrying an inverted torch, holding it upside down in his hands, representing a life extinguished. He is usually described as winged with a sword sheathed at his belt. In Euripides, Alicestis in 1438 BCE, he's depicted dressed in black and carrying a sword. Thanatos was rarely portrayed in art without his twin brother, Hypnos. Thanatos is also famously shown on the Euphronius Crater, where he and his brother, Hypnos, are shown carrying the body of Sarpedon to his home for burial. Now, while Thanatos is relatively a contemporary figure from the Greek mythology days, he does play a role in more current things like psychology and medicine. According to Sigmund Freud, humans have a life instinct, which he called Eros, and a death drive which is commonly called, though not by Freud himself, Thanatos. This postulated death drive allegedly compels humans to engage in risky and self-destructive acts that could lead to their own deaths, 
Behaviors such as thrill-seeking and aggression are viewed as actions which stem from this Thanatos instinct. However, some scientists argue that there's little evidence that most people have a specific drive towards self-destruction. According to them, behaviors Freud studied can be explained by simpler known processes, such as salience, biases, or a person's abuses of drugs because the promise of immediate pleasure is more compelling than the intellectual knowledge of harm sometimes in the future. And risk calculations, i.e. a person's drive to recklessly play dangerous sports because the increase in status and reproductive success outweighs the risk of injury or death. In other words, it's cool, or some people think it's cool, to be risk takers or perform risky things because they might get laid or get a ton of followers on Instagram, one or the other. Thanatophobia is the fear of things associated with or reminiscent of death and mortality, such as corpses or graveyards. It is in relation to necrophobia, though the latter term typically refers to a specific fear of dead bodies rather than the general fear of death. Thanatology is the academic and scientific study of death among human beings. It investigates the circumstances surrounding a person's death, the grief experienced by the deceased loved ones, and larger social attitudes towards death, such as a ritual and memorialization. It is primary and interdisciplinary study, frequently undertaken by professionals in nursing, psychology, sociology, psychiatric work, and social work, and occasionally the veterinarian sciences. It also describes bodily changes that accompany death and the after-death period. Thanatophoric dysplasia, so named because of its lethality at birth, is the most common lethal congenital skeletal dysplasia, with an estimated prevalence of about 1 in 6,400 to 1 in 16,700 births. In its name, thanatophorsis means death-bearing in Greek. And the last term sort of related here is euthanasia, or good death in Greek. It is the practice of ending the life of an individual who would otherwise suffer through extreme pain or disability. It typically involves lethal injection or the suspension of extraordinary medical treatment. Dr. Jack Kevorkian named his euthanasian vice the Thanatron. So that does bring us to the end of our look at Thanatos and the very first personification of death on our list of death-related topics. Why death, though? Why did I come up with this? I think it's something that has always been inside me in terms of curiosity. I think everybody has a little bit of a morbid curiosity towards death. And the fact that we put a personification on it or have in the past, and still do, I guess, with the Grim Reaper, is incredibly interesting. And it does show that people are still kind of fearful, kind of unsure of what happens after death. And something we may never find out until, sadly, we meet Thanatos ourselves. Until next week, when I look at another one, I'm going to keep it a surprise. I'm not sure who it's going to be just yet, but I will look at it. I have a whole list here of who I'm going to look at. So until next time.